0: Namaskar and Jai Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and a podcast show that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. We are now in season five of our show and have over 1,900 recordings, which you can see at www.tvcy.com. Today, it's my privilege to welcome Mr. Parth Amin. Parth, welcome to TVCY. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kej. Parth. By sheer foresight of his and his business acumen has shaped SLK Group as a front-runner technology that business revaluation. A born entrepreneur, people who know him call him a born entrepreneur. He set up the foundation of SLK in simple, but yet endearing values and the business principle that has ensured the evolution of SLK to be a bouquet of multiple companies. He's a strong proponent of customer intimacy, people-centric approach, uh, people-centric approach, and promoting the well being of SLKites and the community at large. He's a man of few words, does not talk too much, and he also keeps himself very, very private. He has very gracefully agreed after a lot of persuasion to talk to. It's been last one year. I've been trying to get him to talk to us at TBCY. Man keeps very busy, but Pat, I want to thank you for taking time and talking to us today. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure having you on the TBCY. Yep. Thank you very much, Shesh. It's a pleasure to be here. But I want to, you know, uh, I'm very sure many of our viewers will not know. And uh, you, your family of entrepreneurs, your very traditional. A lot of your family members have, have some very successful businesses. And they were all the old era business of manufacturing uh, and engineering-based businesses. You were also associated in that business very extensively at one point in time. Then you one day decide to make a shift. You shift from engineering and go into entirely a new space and that to a new generation business of that time into IT. How did that start? And how did, how did that happen? What made you take that bold step at that point in time?
1: Okay, um, so this whole journey on uh, IT actually started uh, for me in my head uh, when I was in college. Uh, in, this is in the eighties, early eighties. Um, I saw that, you know, every business magazine, uh, newspapers everywhere, uh, people like Bill Gates, Steve jobs, um, you know, Silicon graphics, some of the companies you may not have, or people may not have heard of Oracle, Larry Ellison's, uh, they all were on the cover of these magazines. And this is when I was in college and I was in a business school, uh, and I, I noticed that all of them are coming. So I said, something is going on there in this industry. Uh, for example, now you read a lot about AI. Now, of course, the industry has progressed quite a bit. And at that time, I saw this whole shift coming. And I, I still remember the first IBM PCs uh, coming out. Uh, they were the first uh, personal computers. I remember working on hard disk, uh, sorry uh, floppy disk drives, uh, stuff like that. Uh, And then the word processor started coming, then uh, Lotus 1, 2, 3, everything. So I saw the shift happening and I saw it was growing very rapidly. At that point, I kept up with the trend of what was happening. And then I came back to India after my graduation, started working in the family business, like you said, um, and I tried to see how the family business could have shifted in that direction. Uh, but uh, the appetite to do that was not much, uh, so I decided in 2000, after a few years of uh, working in the family business, that it's time to for me to make a you know my own journey in this line of business, and that's when I broke up uh, uh, broke off from the family business and started this company uh, on my own, uh, and along with uh, of course a team of people, of course my wife supported me 100 percent. Uh, so I would also call her a co-founder of SLK, uh, and I had another uh, a friend who, you know, we, we kind of uh, started this business. But that's really how it came. I like to look at what are the trends happening in the world, um, and if there is space for me to be a part of it, then I like to take that challenge and build a business on it on, in that area. So that's how SLK started.
0: Yeah. So, you know, SLK, SLK, SLK is what we keep hearing. What, what does this SLK stand for? It's a, what is, what, can you just elaborate a little more? Uh, so, this is largely for our viewers to understand, know a little more about SLK because I hear this word, everybody said SLK, but not very many people know what SLK stands for and the values yeah. associated with it.
1: Absolutely. So SLK actually are the three initials of my grandfather, uh, Shantanu Rao, Lakshman Rao, Kirloskar. He was one of the pioneers in the Indian um, engineering space many, many years ago. Uh, he was responsible for the growth of the Kirloskar group, which of course was started by my grandfather. And um, I had the opportunity to spend a lot of time during my growth years uh, with him. Uh, And there are a whole bunch of values he taught me, and uh, I just felt it's best, uh, it's, sorry let me put my phone off, Um, I felt it's, you know, best as an honor to him and as to show my respect, I decided to call the company uh, SLK, a lot of people do know him, a lot of younger generations don't know him, and he taught me a lot of values. over the years, when I spent time with him, I in fact we stayed in the same house uh, for almost eight nine years. So we used to, you know, every evening we used to catch up and have dinners whenever he was in town. Uh, that time I didn't travel much, but uh, I think the values that the Kirloskar Group had is something that were uh, that were always ingrained in me. And um, one of the values which they believed is, you know, it's not about Making money, money will be a byproduct. But one of the values is um, whatever people we employ. The key is to look after their families. And yesterday, something very interesting happened where I was contacted by a gentleman of a very large company, and he told me how um, he was helped by his his when his father died. How the you know these values came in play, and uh, my grandfather's younger brother. In Bangalore, Ravi, Ravi Lowskar actually helped out the family, and now he's reached a very, you know, prestigious stage in a very large company. But I think these values make a big difference. It's about helping out families. It's not about making money. Uh, money is a byproduct. If you do good, then money will always come. Uh, but I think the number of values, and and for me at SLK, uh, we have tried to or not we have tried, we make sure that these values are uh, uh, ingrained in all the people. And also with my children, with my family, uh, that these values are very, very important. And that's how I call the company SLK in respect to of my grandfather.
0: You know, Pat, you know, uh, talk to us. I, I, I've I, seen you build SLK from your early days. and And, today is a huge, what a huge campus you have. What a lovely uh, uh, organization you've built. Will you be kind enough to just walk us through the journey of SLK in a brief and tell us how sure. it started and how it is and what it has become today. What is the size of the company, uh, you know, in terms of people and you know what and what are the niche work you people are doing?
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, as I said, we started the company in 2000. Uh, we were a bunch of 20, 30 people. Um, And at that time, the the objective was, and that was during the dot-com boom, it all started. And then the dot-com bust also happened in 2000. (laughs) Uh, So I I remember very clearly when we started the company, I said that we will only go after, and this is during the boom years, um, at the beginning of uh, 2000. I decided that I did not much believe in the dot-com boom that was happening very similar to what we experienced uh, last year, uh, where this whole madness was going on at the IPOs. And I said, we will only go after large, good old brick and mortar companies and not after technology companies at that time. So our first customer was a very large Fortune 500 company uh, called Emerson. And how did we get that customer? My philosophy was very simple at that time as a uh, entrepreneur. That uh, we have to get business and to get the business, we should not be ashamed to go and talk to anybody because, you know, there's only one way, which is up or you, you can't come down any more because you are just starting a company. So we got Emerson as a customer. And at that point, uh, we were given a chance by a gentleman at Emerson that you do this software and I'll, I'll open up more opportunities for you and we were competing against all the big boys we were just a startup and at that time the niche that we decided is we will do things which others cannot do so very difficult technology problems we have taken up Uh, for for emerson we they wanted to standardize the whole supply chain across the world they had many factories so they wanted to understand that part and put it all on software and we developed a software to based on the last five years data how to predict so we started in very niche areas then we built started building again you know what is customers problem the main thing we always did is what are the problems a customer has and that has really helped us uh, gain more foothold with different customers and over the years we have built uh, several companies including you know uh, for testing automation for now for ai and uh, the, the, the latest venture I see opportunity is in the world of uh, hydroponics, agriculture. So I'm going to make a shift again, not the whole group, but we are making a shift again to get into agriculture because, uh, again, a major trend which is happening in the world is population is increasing and land is going down and food is always going to be required. Um, also, some of the largest companies in the world privately held, uh, like we are, are based in the agriculture business or the food business. So right. that's how I you know, uh, started off. And it's been a really a difficult journey at the beginning. Uh, one more value that we decided, uh, that I decided at that point is we will not take debt. So we are still a privately held debt-free company. Uh, and all our businesses have grown without taking any loan so cash cash flow is very 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 important
0: for us so it's it's very interesting you say that you know you are debt free and when you look around today uh, you know all the new era businesses and the new companies which are coming up they are uh, they are burning cash and they burn cash and how so uh, so what is your take how do you see that how do you see that market how do you see that space How do you see that operation? So, do you have a philosophy which you say no debt, cash is important, and you know you focus on you generate your own cash, but here are people who burn cash and take more and take more and keep burning it. So, how how do you how do you uh, you know relate to this?
1: Uh, Very honestly, I don't. I cannot relate to it. Uh, (laughs) I think uh, it's just kind of um, madness and it's, you know, follow the crowd. But no, this is something I I don't understand. I like to have my, uh, you know, sleep in the night, not worry about owning money to anybody. And also I think this philosophy has helped us uh, during COVID years, you know, we really never had to worry about anything because uh, we, we are, you know, we had cash in the bank and we still do. And uh, so yeah, it, it's just very difficult for me to understand this whole philosophy of raising millions and millions of dollars and burning cash. It's very difficult. Uh, people say that, you know, this business or that business, you can do it, well, you know, whatever business that you can do it, or most businesses you can do it, uh, as long as you don't try to
0: eat more than you can or chew more than you can eat, yeah. No, no Part you make it sound very simple and easy. Uh, you know the way you say it, I want you to go back and talk to us a little more about uh, your early days. What were the challenges you're facing when you're building an organization? Uh, and the way it, for somebody to go out and say that I'll not take debt, it, it would have definitely put, built some enormous levels of stress of a different kind. And uh, so how did you and Roshan, your wonderful wife, manage to put your whole journey and the story together?
1: Yeah, so uh, when when we had started, I think the biggest challenge was of employees, because in our business, employees, you, know, you need people. So I'll share something which is difficult to believe. For almost four or five years, we did not disclose our revenue to any employee. Only myself and my CFO and the accounts people knew the revenue. And why did we do that? We did that because at that time, Uh, You know, everybody was talking of how much of revenue and what kind of campus they have and stuff like that. But we were competing with all the big boys. Um, So we did not want to make people feel we were any less internal people. And hence, we never disclosed the revenue. Um, uh, I still remember when we started, you have seen our campus now, which is, uh, you know, it's a fairly decent campus. Uh, But when we started talking about challenges, when we decided we won't take debt, Uh, Mm -hmm. we went to the blood bank and got partitions on rent. We rented all our furniture in the company, Um, rented, not bought. Why rented? Because your cash flow is less when you rent it. Uh, So, yeah, we did stuff like that, uh, traveling at that time. Although, you know, we also decided that our customer base will be in North America. Uh, Why North America? Because it's a very large pie with a lot of business there and we can be just a drop in the ocean. Uh, so we had to travel a lot at that point we used to travel by uh, visit usa tickets i don't know if you know those they were 100 dollars a coupon point to point yes. uh, so yeah we did we used to drive everywhere uh, stay in you know motels uh, and it was fun it was definitely a lot of fun when we went for presentations etc you know you see the competition come in with four and five people uh, for us, it was me and one more gentleman at the most, uh, or not. Uh, but yeah, that's how we did it. It was it was bootstrapping everything and watching cash flow. I think that was the main thing. Um, and then over the years as we started building up uh, our revenues, uh, you know, after 15 years or 17 years, we built a campus, which also was done without any debt. So. A lot of challenges, uh, Shesh, but I think that's the fun of it. And everybody goes through challenges when you are trying to start a new business. So Perfect,
0: that, exactly. that's how it was. So yeah, how, how how big is SLK now in terms of people, if you were to say, how, how what is the organization size? Yeah, right now we are at about... And are you, five, and you're, across the, you're only in India or you have reached your presence in other parts of the world? Yeah, so I don't have any customers in India. All
1: my customers are in North America and Europe. Um, Mm -hmm. And we also decided deliberately when we started the company that we will stick to North America. And even in North America, we decided we will stay everything um, uh, east of uh, Colorado. uh, Because from a travel perspective, you know, we didn't need a big army of people for managing. Plus uh, New York and uh, Chicago and all the, the East Coast are where all the brick and mortar companies were located uh the old company so we have about five six thousand five thousand people actually uh we had more we sold a company two years ago and now uh, yeah we are at about five thousand people and we have multiple businesses uh, like i said from uh, uh software to uh, ai to uh, testing we have products also and we have recently also got into a new venture uh, in the world of agriculture like i told you so that that is another company we have uh, which is uh, interesting and very different business but very interesting uh, I, I would say the main thing i have learned over the years is you need a good team uh, right. with, without a team it is impossible to do it and they better be better, better be better than me in whatever they do so I'm, I'm just, you know, I
0: would say a
1: conductor and the team has to work together.
0: Super, very well said, Pat, very well said. Pat, you know, uh, are you, after having done what you've done and accomplished what you've accomplished, are you, I know you are a very happy man uh, by nature, you, you know, you, you don't carry any uh, stress to bed. Are you satisfied? Are, are you done? What what are you say now? Is it this is it? You know I have achieved what I set out to achieve, or there's a lot more yet to. So what's coming? What's in the store now?
1: Yeah, as an entrepreneur, it's very difficult to sit still, Shesh. Uh, so yes, I'm extremely happy um, with what has happened. Uh, I'm also very happy about the family. So overall, I am a happy man. Uh, where we are going to go next? Who knows? Like I said, agriculture is something I'm pursuing in addition to software. And I firmly believe that, you know, I've reached a stage in life uh, where one has to also have fun, uh, not just work like I used to. Uh, so I'm, I'm beginning to do that. I'm learning how to do that, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm, I'm absolutely a happy man because now I'm building businesses that I enjoy building. Uh, which are more of a passion and uh, that that's really what I'm doing. So overall, very happy band.
0: Fantastic. So you you, you have made on two, three uh, occasions, you just in the last few minutes made a reference to agriculture. Would you, you know, I, I'm not going to force you, but if you want to talk, would you like to tell us a little more about it? If it's okay for you to talk sure. or, uh, sure. you know, uh, I'll leave it to you.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will give you a little bit about it. So, uh, so as an entrepreneur, what we do really is look for vacuum in the markets. Where are the businesses that need, where, where can you build a business and where is a vacuum in the market? So I've been always interested in hydroponics, but I never actually did it uh, for various reasons over the last six, seven years. One of them being cost of uh, real estate. You need, you need a lot of real estate if you want to do reasonable size uh, revenue and profits in agriculture. So I looked around and I found that Maldives is a very virgin territory. And I decided to get into agriculture there. Uh, As most people know, Maldives is a very large uh, tourist uh, 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 attraction for a lot of people. Everybody is in their bucket list. But I was surprised to find that there is no agriculture there, everything is imported. So when we started looking into the whole project and the business, uh, we also realized that there are several other uh, birds we can kill with one stone, which is agriculture. And let me state some of them. And that's the bigger objective. So one is, of course, uh, food uh, is needed. So the country needs food security. Uh, Number two, there is a huge, because there is no food security and food comes from abroad. Uh, there is no not very good nutritious food out there. Everything is imported and everything comes from abroad. Uh, number three, the food that comes creates a lot of garbage, tons of garbage. Like you know, the country generates almost 400 plus tons of gen, uh, garbage every day. Okay, and a lot of it is food packaging, uh, styrofoam. Uh, number four is uh, uh, carbon uh, carbon uh, emission because everything is flown down from. So there's a ton of uh, carbon footprint left. And last but not least, we be also helping the country save tons of foreign exchange. So mm-hmm. these are the five big objectives we are trying to achieve. And uh, the project has started very well. And uh, so far, so good. Uh, also, as I mentioned earlier, agriculture the, the population is going to be almost 11 billion in a few years of the earth. And we are shrinking the land size everywhere. So agriculture is something that is going to be in great demand or need moving forward. Um,
0: And that's really why we decided to go into this field. the path, wonderful. I think wishing you all the very best. I know you are in a very advanced stage of uh, the whole plan and execution of it. So wishing you all the very best and good luck on that. Just I want to ask you a a question which is, you know, you, you briefly made a mention that you are now trying to also enjoy life, and you are trying to you know you're, you're celebrating life as you go along. And one of your very keen interests is diving. Now I've not come across very many entrepreneurs who have who have many there are many entrepreneurs who have many passions, many interests in divers. Many play golf, many do flying, this that and whatnot. But very few take on to deep sea diving and you go all around the world in the middle of nowhere in the deep sea and you go for diving. Now how did that interest start and why did you choose diving and what is the thrill you get out of it?
1: Yeah so yeah diving is uh, started diving almost I would say 20 20 years ago maybe yeah Uh, no more than 25 almost 25 years ago (laughs) Uh, the interest has always been there since I was a child, but never had the opportunity. Uh, then someone told me in India, diving has started in the Luxury islands. And uh, that's when me and my wife, uh, along with our kids, the we kids were very small. We decided to go there and then we just fell in love with the underwater world. Uh, the, the underwater world is magical, absolutely magical. Uh, until you see it, And in those years before the El Nino currents had come and this whole global warming had started, the coral were full of life. Um, and uh, there is a lot in the oceans below. Uh, people say, you know we've explored more of the uh, moon and the universe more than we have done in the ocean below. So I've always been interested in it. i've 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 read a lot about it. Uh, I always always followed Jacques Cousteau who was the father of uh, the, the, the Lung or what we use for uh, diving. And yeah, it's just been a very fascinating, um, I guess, hobby of mine. And I've, I've just been interested. And that's what led me to my other project also, which is in the Maldives, uh, because it's a heaven for diving. So right. I, now I'm, you know, following my passion, passion. and building business about it. But if you haven't done it, I would strongly recommend try it.
0: I'll take you down. Thank you. So, Appreciate that, uh, Path. Yep. Path, you know, uh, I, I if one question which I've asked every uh, person whom I've spoken to on this TBCY show: Path, have you experienced failure? And if yes, what has been your learnings from it? It could be so, personal or professional, whatever. Okay, so
1: failure, of course, I've experienced failure many, many times. Uh, And this is a quote that Abdul Kalam, our old president uh, President. made. I don't know if you know what fail stands for F-A-I-L. Yes. fail stands for first attempt in learning. Right. Okay, so without failure, I don't believe we can learn anything uh, from our childhood we 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 you know we failed to walk at one time then we learned how to walk so if you start from there of course we have experienced failure lots of failure um, in terms of business have i have i failed in any business yes i have uh, we had acquired a company in california and uh, it didn't do well so we had to uh, sh- uh, sell it off uh, so and and learned a lot why why we failed in that business uh, so, absolutely, this is just one example, but there are many, many, many examples um, I have where we have failed. So, I think everybody fails in life and it's very, very important to fail and accept the failure and learn from the failure. I think that's the most important part about failure. So, yes, I have failed many times.
0: You know, Pat, I, uh, 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 both your boys, Vidur and Shantanu, are in the business now. and. Uh, Uh, they're all involved very actively, and it's such a pleasure to see both of them, you know, become what they have become, wonderful uh, young men. How do you, and you as a family are also uh, touching a a very close-knit unit? Now, how, a lot of families I see who are in the business, and and we know many of them, uh, and, you know, who are not able to get the family, the younger generation integrated into the business and if they integrated also to keep them growing in one sink. You have achieved that. What is the mantra behind this? Okay. uh, So I
1: I think it's good to uh, have the family. I I would say the mantra would be my, more than anybody would be my wife Uh, because when the kids were growing up, uh, we made sure, both of us, uh, especially her, she spent a lot of time with them, uh, more than I did because I was traveling a lot. But she allowed me, gave me the freedom to do it and made sure the boys understood why I was traveling. I very seldom went to their, comp- their school events uh, because I was traveling. But at that time, I told my wife that, uh, you know, right now I'm not able to spend enough time with the kids. And I, we told the kids also the same thing both the boys, Shantanu and uh, Vidur, both, that but when you guys grow up, if this business becomes successful, you guys are going to work, and then we are going to spend eight hours a day every day, minimum eight hours a day together, which is really what what is happening now. Uh, Both the boys, I think, from a very young age, uh, being a family business, we always uh, encourage them to join the business. I... Personally, against a lot of people, I made sure, you know, after the education, they came back and started working with us in the company. Many times, a lot of uh, families uh, tell their kids to go and work in some consulting firm or with some other firm, uh, etc. But the way I was brought up, which is get, get your, you know, get into the deep end of the family business. Uh, that's what I've done for both of them. And both of them, of course, initially, they could not connect the dots. But now they're very well seasoned and they're very well uh, doing a very good job with the business. Also, we spend as a family, uh, Roshan, myself uh, and the boys, uh, we, we spend a lot of time in the evenings together. And I would say almost every evening, if we are home, we are all together. And we sit and chat uh, about all kinds of things. Uh, And sometimes, yes, we fight also as a family, uh, which is normal. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. So I I think the kids have grown up with us and now they are very happy to be part of the business and um, integrate. So uh, more than anything, I think it's communication with your kids. Uh, They have even, you know, at times they express themselves and tell us what they don't like as recently as last month about certain things. And yeah, we have to address them, but it's better people talk about such things and not talk. And now we yeah. have uh, also the daughter-in-laws, uh, my elder son Vidur is married, uh, mother who has also come into the family. And yeah, these values have to be put into the kids. I think it's all
0: communication. You have to talk to your kids and educate yeah. them about this, so yeah. No, I, I, I think it's just wonderful Uh, wishing you all at the family a great success in the years ahead. Now, you know, Path, amongst all this, what's happening around, what is your, how do you see uh, the next 10 years, A for India, to globally, what's going to be happening in this whole, uh, you know, industry space? How the IT industry is going to change because a lot of talk about chat GPT, AI, how the jobs are going to be threatened, businesses are going to be challenged, how do you see this? What is your personal view on this?
1: Okay, so I will not comment about India because I think we read enough about it. Uh, so I will I will not comment about India and uh, but but in the IT space there is definitely so we saw you know the first if you look at different waves that have come in the IT space um, you know we started with the microprocessors which uh, started many many years ago. And Moore's law, and that kept doubling, and people did not believe uh, what Gordon Moore had said about the number of processors on a silicon chip, and that kept multiplying. And then over the years, we have seen the personal computer revolution from mainframe. Um, Then we saw the whole internet come in, and that created a whole bunch of uh, different opportunities for us. Uh, Along with that, uh, you know, this industry has shifted dramatically. Where is AI going to take us uh, we have of course been studying a lot we we are very much involved in the world of AI uh, AI is definitely going to be, have a big impact on jobs uh, I'm not saying that whether jobs will go or whether jobs will stay but definitely they are going to change the nature of work we do in the .IT space is going to 100 percent change uh, if people don't stay relevant uh, I will you know I think they will be challenged uh, there's enough examples in the past. For example, if you look at the telco industry, the telecommunication industry, at that one time, you know, operators' uh, switchboards were a job. A lot of men and women had the job. That is completely eliminated now. Um, so I see a huge shift happening, especially in the BPO industry, the business process outsourcing industry. Because today with AI, we don't need humans to extract data. We don't need humans to read a lot of stuff, including images, including music. So I I think there's going to be a major shift and companies and people have to get themselves relevant uh, with what is needed. Uh, Example also in the manufacturing space where our family business is, uh, I have seen the whole shift you know where labor cost was a big deal at one time, and and people came to India because of labor costs, but not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, the robots and the automation has taken over. Uh, same thing we are going to see in the IT space. Hundred uh, percent, we are going to see this major shift. Programming is also go, probably going to get irrelevant because you can, you don't need to. You know, there's going to be a ton of programming already available, or it's gonna be all uh, done in, um, on, on the cloud by lots of people and they will upload their code. So 100% there's gonna be a big shift. And I, I believe, uh, you know, one companies have to get their act together in India and abroad. And uh, as Andy Grove said of Intel, only the paranoid survive. So yeah, you better be scared about it and take some action now.
0: Wonderful, I think. Very wonderful insight, Parth. Thank you for sharing that. Parth, we're running out of time, but I have one last question for you, which I want to ask you. You used the word, which was also my next question, but you also uh, used that word very frequently in this last comment, what you're making, the word relevant, staying relevant. How does Parth mean stay relevant? What does he do? What does he practice? Yeah, I, I,
1: it, it really is... I, I talk of connecting the dots. I mentioned that. And how do you connect dots? You connect the dots only by reading and observing what is going around around you. So that's really how I stay relevant. Uh, I, I like to read a lot. Uh, I like to look at what are the big trends happening in the world uh, and where is that going? For example, space is becoming another big area. Uh, space, you know, not just travel, but what's happening in space with what SpaceX is doing and other companies are doing. So I, I stay relevant by just reading and keeping up with what is happening uh, and observing a lot.
0: Pa, thank you very much for your time. It's been a wonderful talking to you. We're running out of time. Otherwise, we could just possibly have many more questions to ask you. Many more, uh, you know, there's so much more we can talk about, uh, but we will come back and connect with you at a later date. But wishing you and the whole SLK family all the very best and good luck for the future. Thank you. So thank you very much. Thank Ish. you very much. Thank you for yep. your time. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, ww.tbcy.in